Hey. My, my, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But, but, but I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and t- t- tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Alfred Hitchcock presents music to be murdered by from On October 2nd, 1955, Alfred Hitchcock Presents debuted on CBS. It was an anthology TV series created, hosted, and produced by Alfred Hitchcock. It's considered by many to be one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Hitchcock had already been a successful film director for over 25 years when the series debuted. He'd gotten into the film industry all the way back in 1919. In this clip from Alfred Hitchcock Living Famously, Hitchcock talks about how he got into the business. I was a very keen moviegoer, and I heard that an American company were coming to London to open a studio, so I applied for the job of designing their titles, because those were the silent days. He made his directorial debut in 1925 with a silent film called The Pleasure Garden. Two years later, he had his first successful film, The Lodger, a story of the London Fog. The Lodger helped to shape the modern thriller. Hitchcock himself has called it the first true Hitchcock film. Then, in 1929, Hitchcock would direct England's first talkie, Blackmail. In 1939, Hitchcock was convinced to move to America by Gone with the Wind producer David O. Selznick. Their first collaboration would be the 1940 film Rebecca, giving Hitchcock his first Academy Award and launched his American film career. Many successful films followed throughout the 40s and 50s. Foreign Correspondent, Suspicion, Shadow of a Doubt, Strangers on a Train, Rear Window, and Dial M for Murder. The New York Times called it tingling with excitement. The Detroit News said it's the best crime play in years. The London Daily Mail headlined... A murder thriller with a difference. The New York Daily Mirror wrote, It holds your attention like a vice. Hitchcock became known as the master of suspense. Wikipedia defines the Hitchcockian style as the use of camera movement to mimic a person's gaze, thereby turning viewers into voyeurs and framing shots to maximize anxiety and fear. Here's a 1970 clip of Hitchcock explaining cinematic tension from the American Film Institute. Four people are sitting around a table talking about baseball, whatever you like. Five minutes of it, very dull. Suddenly, a bomb goes off, blows the people to smithereens. What do the audience have? Ten seconds of shock. 
Now take the same scene and tell the audience there is a bomb under that table and we'll go off in five minutes. Well, the whole emotion of the audience is totally different because you've given them that information that in five minutes' time, that bomb will go off. Now the conversation about baseball becomes very vital because they're saying to you, don't be ridiculous, stop talking about baseball, there's a bomb under there. With some of his biggest films still to come, Alfred Hitchcock Presents came to television. And this is what truly made Hitchcock a celebrity. One thing that Alfred Hitchcock Presents was known for is its iconic opening. It began with a simple line drawing of Hitchcock's profile. Hitchcock drew it himself. Then, Hitchcock's real silhouette would enter the frame and line up with the drawing. The theme music was Funeral March of the Marionette. You heard it a little bit at the top of this episode. The piece was first written back in 1872 by French composer Charles Gounod. Gounod wrote 12 operas, his most well-known being Faust and Romeo and Juliet. He also composed the melody over the top of a Bach piece, which would become the funeral and wedding staple Ave Maria. Using Gounod's piece as the opening theme song was actually the recommendation of Bernard Herrmann. Herrmann was a composer who would end up working with Hitchcock on seven of his films, starting with The Trouble with Harry, also in 1955. The TV series did well. Seasons two and three both finished in the top 20 in the ratings. And Hitchcock's fame continued to grow. In 1958, he would release what many considered one of his best films, Vertigo. Bernard Herrmann also composed the score. And though this was right in the midst of several Hitchcock and Herrmann collaborations, Hitchcock would go a different route when his fame led to making an album. In 1958, Imperial Records released Alfred Hitchcock Presents Music to be Murdered by. Good evening, and thank you for allowing me to come into your living rooms. No, Alfred Hitchcock does not sing on this album. In fact, he makes that clear on the album's back cover. There's a note from Hitchcock to the listener. And now, to read that note, from Jonah Radio and Mystery Science Theater 3000, here's Jonah Ray. Gentle listener, the record in this envelope is called Music to be Murdered By. It is part of a campaign of mine to return to murder the dignity and charm it once had. Today... There are a few good, honest murderers left. Most of them are hoodlums or neurotic wrecks with no sense of style or form, and certainly no interest in good music. I realize there may be a few who whistle as they work, but that is hardly the same thing. This modern notion that all murder should be performed a cappella simply has no historical basis. You don't think Nero is fiddling for his own amusement, do you? Certainly not. These days a murder is amusing for the onlookers and the murderer, but no one thinks of making things pleasant for the victim. He may be a tiresome bore, but he is still rather essential and is entitled to some consideration. Music, I feel, will heighten his appreciation and make his own murder the truly ennobling experience it should be. 
one warning. My disembodied voice will be heard occasionally, but I promise not to sing. After all, this record was designed to accompany murder, not to commit it. I sincerely hope you enjoy music to be murdered by, and I trust that before your demise you have time to stagger out and buy more albums for a few of your close enemies. With deepest sympathy, Alfred Hitchcock. This is a bit different than other records I've covered on the show. It's basically just an album full of popular song arrangements, but with spoken word introductions from Hitchcock. It's a similar format that the TV series did, always having Hitchcock slowly delivering a monologue full of dry humor to set everything up. But now, he's setting up songs instead of episodes. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Alfred Hitchcock, and this is Music to be Murdered by. It is mood music in a jugular vein, and I hope you like it. As I stated earlier, Bernard Herrmann didn't do the album's arrangements. These were done by Jeff Alexander. Alexander had long been arranging and composing music for radio shows like Benny Goodman's Camel Caravan and Amos and Andy. He also did film scores, and he was fresh off of scoring Elvis Presley's Jailhouse Rock. Just the score, though. He didn't write the song Jailhouse Rock. But he did write Music to be Murdered by's title track. You heard a little of the intro earlier, and here's a bit of the piece. Much like the intros of the TV series, the monologues on the album were written by James Allardis. He would not only write the prologues, intermissions, and epilogues for all 359 episodes of the TV series, but also many of Hitchcock's speeches for several public events over the years. Allardis was a TV comedy writer who would go on to write for My Three Sons, Gomer Pyle, and even a few former Bizarre Album subjects, Hogan's Heroes and The Munsters. His humor is on display with the next intro. It was inevitable that I would make a record. After all, my measurements are 33 and one-third, 45 and 78. That's part of the introduction for I'll Never Smile Again, a song originally written in 1940 by Canadian songwriter Ruth Lowe. She'd written the song after her husband died during a surgery. Hitchcock's intro goes on to say that this one is dedicated to your friendly neighborhood mortician. Up next is I Don't Stand a Ghost of a Chance with You. The song was co-written by Bing Crosby, Ned Washington, and Victor Young. From 1930 to 1954, Bing Crosby was the leader in record sales, radio ratings, and motion picture grosses. Ned Washington was an 11-time Academy Award nominee, winning twice, 
most notably for When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio. Side one finishes up with After You've Gone, followed by Funeral March of the Marionette, which here is billed simply as Alfred Hitchcock television theme. But I already talked about that one, so let's move on to side two. You just put that needle in what is known as my flip side. I won't be able to sit down for a week. This leads to another Jeff Alexander original, titled Suspicion. Are you still with us? The difficulty with this album is that we keep losing listeners, leaving me feeling like a man wandering about in a self-service mortuary. That's part of the intro for Lover Come Back to Me, a song co-written by Oscar Hammerstein II. Hammerstein is best known for his work with Richard Rodgers. Rodgers and Hammerstein wrote several musicals, including South Pacific, Oklahoma, and The Sound of Music. However, Lover Come Back to Me was not co-written with Richard Rodgers. It's co-written by Sigmund Romberg. Walk Alone is up next, written by Jules Stein and Sammy Kahn, the same songwriting team behind Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. This concludes our danse macabre. Portions of the proceeding were recorded. As for the rest of it, I'm very much afraid it was all in your mind. I don't intend to indulge in any post-mortem. If you haven't been murdered, I can only say, better luck next time. If you have been, good night. That's the intro to the album's closer, The Hour of Parting. Imperial Records, the label behind Music to be Murdered by, was an American independent label that was formed in 1946 by the wonderfully named Lou Chud. It was an influential label in the early days of rock and roll, with a roster that included Slim Whitman, Fats Domino, and Ricky Nelson, to name a few. The label would be sold in 1964 to Liberty Records, who would later release Jan and Dean Meet Batman in 1966. While Music To Be Murdered By didn't make a ton of impact at the time of its release, it does have a bit of a following. It's gotten several re-releases over the years, most recently in 2015 from Capitol Records. On January 17th, 2020, 
Rapper Eminem surprise released his new album entitled Music to be Murdered by. His album has three different covers, one of which has Eminem pointing a gun and an axe to his head, just as Hitchcock did on the cover of his Music to be Murdered by. Upon its release, Eminem even tweeted a picture of Hitchcock's album saying, Inspired by the master, Uncle Alfred. He even uses several audio samples of Hitchcock's monologues. I trust that everyone is enjoying the music. As the title of the album suggests, this was meant for your listening pleasure while you are being done in. Called this evil intent, like me in a limo. Like the shade of these windows, smoke gray, latest momentum, but no way they can see in Two years after Hitchcock released this album, he would release perhaps his most well-known film, Psycho. And Anthony Perkins, who starred in Psycho as Norman Bates, released some albums of his own in the 50s and 60s. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.